Previously on the Loyal Littles podcast, we went to the beach and we saw a baby turtle trying to make its way to the lake from the sand. And the poor thing kept falling into footprints and flipping over. So we helped this turtle and I named him Tootie. 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 Tootie? Tootie the turtle. Tootie the turtle. Tootie. Oh, I thought you said Titty the turtle. No. That's why I was... This is a clean show, Chuck. I didn't... That's what I heard. And I was a child at the time. Now, folks, here's a story about Tutty the Turtle. Getting to the water was life's first big hurdle. Tutty was so small, so meek and frail. But Roxy had a heart as big as a whale. Beachy, 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 beach. Beachy, 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 beach. Lakey, 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 lakey. Pond, 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 Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. On the WTFC Podcast Network. Hey, Roxy. Hey, Chuck. Welcome to our Super Bowl spectacular, Roxy, our 125th episode yes. of the Loyal Littles Podcast. Wow. What were you thinking? Wow. I, I don't I don't know. I don't know what I was thinking, <laughs> but it's been a blast. And we are so excited. Roxy, one of the most jam-packed episodes we've ever had. So we're very excited about that. We had to start with, well, let's start with an email, shall we? And it says, Dear Chuck and Roxy, do you remember the old turnaround jingles? When I heard the story of... Tootie the Turtle. I wasn't even going to try and say that. Turdy? No. Turdy? Tootie. Tootie. No. Tootie. Tootie. Tootie the Turtle. I immediately wanted to write a jingle to Minnie the Moocher. And here you go. That was obviously the great Tony Beeson. Now. That was so brilliant. There was no piano there, though. No, that, that's that, okay. That's okay, though. But that's there was okay. no piano there. That was the, the laugh only... when he is singing potty pon, potty pon, 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 and he <laughs>, laughs, you hear him laugh in there. That gets me every time. So, I've probably I mean, listened to this a hundred times at least, already. At least. It's so good. So, I mean, what a way to start our 125th episode with a turnaround jingle, they call those. Yeah. Roxy. I mean, that... Littles, we got that literally within hours yeah, of when of we dropped posting. the episode. Mm-hmm. Like we woke up the next morning, we posted it pretty late at night. Yeah. And literally it was there, it was there the next morning. So, <laughs> so good. Bravo. <laughs> you know, Roxy, though, a lot of times I just always wonder like how, because, you know, we've tried to write jingles and I just wanted to know, I, I just always wanted to know like what goes through jinglers heads. And we've tried to get to the bottom of that when we've talked to, you know, we've interviewed Jason Fuse, we've interviewed Joe Arrow, we've interviewed Steve. I mean, the list goes on and on. KJ, all these jinglers. Yeah. But we thought, you know, maybe we'll try again. So please welcome to the podcast, representing the Who Day Nation and one of the biggest Cincinnati fans I know, Tony Beeson. Hey, Tony, how's it going? Uh, it's going great, Chuck and Roxy. This is okay. fantastic. We're so glad you're a part of this Super Bowl spectacular 125th <laughs> episode. First of all, the jingle. Thank you so much. I know. Made my life. <laughs> 
I still can't say well, the damn turtle's name, but it's that. Just listen to the song a bunch of times. You'll get it. <laughs> you are so welcome. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, the the only part I was there was no piano. I was like, "Where's the piano? Where's Minnie the piano?" Minnie the Moocher doesn't need a piano. I know Minnie the Moocher doesn't need a piano. <laughs> so Tony, seriously, I know I said, "How you doing?" You said fine, but are you really doing fine? I mean, we're <laughs> hours away from kickoff. It's What's it like there? The What's the storm? vibe? I mean, here in Bengal Nation, people are truly going crazy. I mean, just everywhere you go, it's black and orange, and people are so excited. I mean, this doesn't happen often in our lifetimes here in Cincinnati. So people are truly psyched. They're very pumped up. And me personally, I'm trying to keep my emotions in check. Mm -hmm. I don't want to become too hyped up. You know what, though? They've had such a great season. This is unexpected. Oh, it's all frosting. Every, yeah, everything is gravy or frosting from this point. But so. is it, though? Because now that you've made it to – because, I mean, up till <laughs> – if you didn't get to the Super Bowl, you could say that. You'd be like, oh, this was all frosting. It's just, hey, we made the playoffs, and now it's you're there. Now it's so close. And you're like, I don't know. I don't know how I'd feel right now. I'm glad I'm not in the position that you are. That's all I'm going to say. Well, yeah, I mean, it would be so wonderful to win because I've been through the two disappointments of two previous Super Bowl losses. So we'd love to win. But truly, I mean, this was unexpected. The fact that we got here is amazing. None of my four children were even alive the last time we were in the Super Bowl. So I know one of my sons said to me was, Dad, I can't believe it. The Bengals don't go to Super Bowls. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they do now. Yep. (laughs) They do now. They do now. You know, it's funny. I was debating how I was going to do this episode, and I talked to Roxy about it, and we thought, you know what? Let's get him on before the game, because we were thinking maybe we'll do like a live after the game. But that could go either way. Your reaction, but obviously that could go either way. Okay, so now go into the day. How, okay. what, what's your day like? I mean, are you prepping? Are you, you're not going to the game, I assume. I saw you were trying. Not going to the game. I entered a local contest, which was insane, and did not win. I didn't get the call yesterday oh. with tickets, but that's okay. I, right. I, I, I don't think I would really want to go. <laughs> right, right. That's what I was that's thinking, but... But I have a work colleague who is there, and okay. my wife has a work colleague oh my that is there. I thought you were just yeah. about to say, but my wife is there. I was like, wait, <laughs> what? <No. laughs> but we know people who are. We know people who have made the trek and uh, spent thousands upon thousands sure. of dollars. Wow. <laughs> but it's probably once in a lifetime, yeah. maybe. Well, that's been the viewpoint, right? Sure. I mean, who knows if, I mean, sadly, as Bengals Nations, who knows if it's going to be another 30 years before right. we get another opportunity. I, I have a feeling, well, I don't know. You know, we've heard a lot of this dynasty of one, mm-hmm. but, you know, you've got a great quarterback. You just need an offensive line. Mm-hmm. And that's just my quick take. We do. You know? That's so all that's you need. So, so that's what you draft, you know, and then you build from there. But <laughs> you never know. You're right. I mean, it looks like this could be, I mean, look, we all thought the Chiefs, we're going to be, yeah. I mean, except Wilbon, of course, thought the Chiefs were going to be, and they were. I mean, look. They, they are dominant. The, just getting to the Super Bowl mm-hmm. is amazing. Yeah. You know, I still go on and on, it, it and, and I'm not even a diehard fan, but those four straight Buffalo Super Bowl appearances, now they never won, but still, just to right. get to a Super Bowl four that's years impressive. in a row, that's Right. Ridiculous. I've always said yeah. that, well, that's four championships, right? Sure. Yeah. I mean, that's four AFC championships. Right. So right. they got the rings even without winning the Super Bowl. Right. But uh, yep. that is a tremendous 
accolade for yeah. them. And just so the uh, listeners don't get upset that this is all Super Bowl sports related, what what's going to be your favorite meal or your favorite appetizer, as they say, <laughs> for, the, for your watching the game? Well, we'll see if it involves Skyline Chili. Ah. Oh. <laughs> my wife and I and our youngest son, we're going to go to my second oldest son. He's hosting a Super Bowl party. So that's our plan. Nice. Oh, fantastic. Is to head over there. They had a flood in their basement, oh. <laughs> and they have remediated that. They fixed all that up. So this is the unveiling for basement uh, version 2.0, I guess, for them. Oh, fun. Okay. And they've got a projector and a big screen. Fantastic. Uh, so that'll be cool. Looking nice. forward to doing that. I'm looking forward to seeing the basement, what they've done with it. Yeah. Sure. But also looking forward to the game. Yeah. And the Skyline Chili, it sounds like. <laughs> but we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. Skyline Chili makes a good dip. It does. Yeah. Yeah. There you go. Some it, well, people, I forget who it was. It's an acquired taste. I get it. <laughs> a lot of people hate it. Yeah. Well, Tony, we can't thank you enough for taking the time coming back on the podcast. It's been a long time. Yeah. But it's great to hear. Yeah. I mean, the jingle was just the chair. We had, we had already planned to have you on. And then we get this thing. It was great. It, it was, was great. perfect. We really appreciate it. All right. And all well. our best to the nasty nation, as I call it. <laughs> uh, this is exciting times. You know, we try to you know, stay neutral here, but seriously, we seeked out some Rams fans. We couldn't really find any, but we might have another, some more special treats later in the episode. But yeah, I mean, I've got what I call family there in Ohio, as I think you remember, in, up in the Oakwood area mm -hmm. near Dayton. And I know they're rooting hard. I, it's been a while. We're just excited. Yeah, it's exciting. It's going to be exciting. a good game, so hopefully. <laughs> best to your Bengals Absolutely. and uh, hopefully well, they'll come you. out on top. Yeah. It'll be great. So I got to leave you with this. Mm -hmm. Who day? <laughs> there you go. <laughs> All right, Tony, thanks again and enjoy the game no matter what. Sure will. Thank you for calling. All right. Wow, Roxy, how great is that? It's so great. I mean, getting to talk to some of these littles we haven't talked to in over a year. Mm -hmm. And I mean, let's face it, help create the podcast. Yeah. I mean, without their interviews, we would have no podcast. Right. So yeah, this has just been great catching up. We wish them all the luck. And, I know. Uh, I'm a little scared for the Cincinnati nation. And real quick before we, I know we feel like we just met a little, but we're meeting the littles today still. And I wanted to just sprinkle in a few of these little snippets. We heard from Sully from Boston. Now you were a little shocked by this one. I was. It says the networks have limited it to allowing one person using a non-college in their intro. And I don't know who gets to pick or how the team decides, but... There are no players I know that didn't go to college between high school and the NFL. Some didn't play football, but they usually played something. Hmm. Antonio Gates basketball and Chris Hogan lacrosse being two examples. Information for I life. I mean, Roxy was shocked by... Sully dropping facts. Dropping facts. Yeah, <laughs> that, that's just really great. Then we heard from Brendan in Jersey, and it says, Dave never said anything about live albums. So that's my, quote, greatest hits loophole. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Did Billy Joel and Elton John do live albums? I feel like they must I'm have. I'm sure they did. I don't, I'm not I'm, sure about Billy Joel. I, I think Elton John did. I can't imagine they wouldn't. So, yeah, we're finding those. So, uh, yeah, Dave lawyered, as Great they say. Great loophole. Great loophole. <laughs> and then we heard from Bobby Gottfried. He says, I love Sully from Boston, but this Marvel stuff isn't complicated. Watch Guardians of the Galaxy. If you like it, then you can start at the beginning chronologically or in release order. If you don't like it, no harm, no foul, and it doesn't spoil any of the others. 
that makes sense. So we're going to have to do this, Roxy, at some point. <laughs> I, I, I know. When? <laughs> everyone's been putting so much effort into these. I know. You know, what we should choose and what <laughs> we shouldn't choose that I feel like we're going to have to we're going to have to do it. All right, Roxy, let's get out of here. Great Meet the Littles guest. Roxy tried to keep it together. She tried. And I think you did all right. I think I did. I did all right. But uh, yeah, I mean, a special, this NFL theme, the Super Bowl Mm -hmm. and all this stuff, a really fun interview. Don't go anywhere. And most importantly, very special episode because this was a Roxy edit all to her own. She did the whole bleeping thing. Unbelievable. (laughs) So Chuck got an episode off here. Yep. We're excited. Don't go anywhere because we'll be right back with Meet the Littles. Michelle from Houston. You're listening to the Loyal Littles podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. And now back to Chuck and Roxy. What a day it'll be when I finally feel free from what others assume is what I want to do. Your fears, my tears will all disappear. I can run away and stay far from your shadow. Watching over me and my every move Will I give up or can I live up to the power of you? I'm pretty confident but life can be intimidating Will I give All right, up all you littles, we have a special one for you today. We are being played in by Ava Della Pietra and this song is called Power of You. Now, Ava is a multi-instrumentalist who plays piano, guitar, bass, violin, and ukulele. And she recorded her first song when she was 10 years old. And this is special for me because that's right around when I met Ava, when we were touring together on the national tour of White Christmas. And to see the young lady she's grown into and barely 16 years old and writing songs like this is just amazing to see. With more than 600,000 streams, 60,000 social media followers, and nearly 1 million YouTube views, Ava has emerged as one of the most promising young artists of the pop scene today. Oh, and if you were lucky enough to see School of Rock when it was on Broadway, you might have seen her over there too. So obviously, we're, we're very proud of her here at the Loyal Littles Podcast. If you like what you hear, you can find her everywhere. She's on Facebook, Instagram, Spotify, TikTok, and of course, she has her own website, and that is www.avadellapietra.com. We'll have all that in the show notes. Look her up, give her a follow, and make sure you check out her new EP that will be out this May. And as always, we'll play the full song, Power of You, at the end of the podcast. Will I give up or can I live up to the power of you? all you loyal littles it's now time to meet the littles and roxy are you going to be able to hold it together here i think so i don't know i'm not so sure <laughs> please welcome to the podcast all the way from melbourne i don't know if i said that right we'll find out in a second grant garraway hey grant how's it going i'm really good thank you and thanks for staying up to, to, to <laughs> yes. late in the night <laughs> it's very late here and it's tomorrow there, so we're going to want to get those lottery numbers from you. I know that's an old joke, yep. but first, let's back up. I said the name right, and how do you pronounce where you live? Melbourne. 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 Yep. We've been pra- yep. Yeah, we just found this out. Roxy's like, this is information for life. Yep. This it's is- so funny. There is a Melbourne, New Jersey. Oh, right. And it's, I believe, pronounced that same way, not Melbourne. Not Melbourne. Right. 
I say Melbourne. No, it's yeah. Melbourne. Melbourne. Yep. But he says it really, he clips it. It's like yep. Melbourne. Yep. The yep. accent. The accent. Love yep. it. Yeah. Well, Grant, we thank you. It's in the afternoon there tomorrow, and we appreciate yep. the time. Why don't you take a quick second and introduce yourself to all the loyal littles out there? Okay. If you paid attention at the start, I'm Grant Garraway. I've been a sports nut for my entire life. I'm married, three kids, three grandchildren, and I love American football. And I got into the Tony Kornheiser show from, as most people did, I suspect at the time through PTI. And then I heard about this podcast thing. I didn't even know what podcasts were at the time. So we tracked it down, my son and I, and found out how to get it. And it was the two-hour version from the radio station days Mm -hmm. when we started. So it goes back a fair way. Right. Um, Now, did you grow up there? uh, Yes, yes. Uh, I was born in a little country town called Warrigal, which is about an hour's drive east of Melbourne. And for those whose geography is not good, Australia is the big island down between the Indian Ocean and the Pacific Ocean, not the little mountainous country in Europe. Um, (laughs) Because you get a lot of confusion, particularly, I hate to say it, sorry, KJ, I'm not being offensive to Midwest people. But when you get off the two coasts, it can be a bit confusing for some folks when you're traveling around. Right. Uh, Wait, I'm sorry. I, I'm... Are you saying people confuse Australia and Austria? Correct. Really? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. And... Interesting. Huh. See, and to the... me, Austria is always the sound of music and Australia is always... Crocodile Dundee. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> That's so yeah, interesting. I, mean, I haven't heard that mix up before. It couldn't be more different. Yeah. <laughs> but that, right. but that, and the other great insult for Australians is we're sometimes thought to be English. Right. No, but the accent is very different. Yeah, it is. Um, There there are similarities, but it's actually very different. Yeah. And it does vary a little bit like it does in the States. There's Mm -hmm. Australia is geographically about the same size as the States. Right. So we get the same regional accents, differences as you get. Like you get up to northern Queensland and they're almost talking fluent Swahili up there. It's a very different part of the world. Oh, wow. Um, And then you said you studied at the university there, right? Yeah, I I went to uni here in Melbourne, and it's a very different structure. Most people go to university in their hometown here. There's very, very little residential living. So the dormitory type thing that you get in the States almost doesn't happen here. There's a little bit of it, particularly at Melbourne Uni and Sydney Uni, but some of the more modern universities barely have dormitories on site. So it's a local experience. You don't go away to university as much here. So I went in my hometown, got a job, got married, and a few years later, the kids started arriving. (laughs) (laughs) And then the grandkids. Yeah, I have to say, Littles, we all know we have our form. Mm -hmm. You know, Grant didn't feel the need to fill out the form. Not at all. Okay? What he did (laughs) was, was it a Word file? I don't know which version it was. It came out to two pages of just information and stats and all this stuff about him. So, I mean, he's gone above and beyond here. So I'm, I'm just overwhelmed. I'm not even sure where to go. But we can talk about sports because you did talk about American football. Mm-hmm. And now you said you got interested. This is kind of interesting because they get made fun of a lot. But I'm the same way. That's how I found my team, it, except it was a place kicker, not a punter. But you said you got interested mm-hmm. in the NFL through Darren Bennett, who punted for yeah. San Diego when they were mm-hmm. the Chargers. Well, they were always the Chargers in San Diego, sorry, for about a decade. And he he did some practicing at the junior club I was coaching at the time. Whoa. Can we hear about that? Yeah. Um, American football started in Australia about 34, 35 years ago and was very, 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 very low standard. 
The first season, we didn't have shoulder pads or helmets, for example. Oh. And it's a bit brutal without shoulder pads <laughs> yeah. and Oh, yeah. So we quickly bought the gear and all of those sorts of things. But you started as an adult. So if you're a young teenager and you're interested in the sport, you're playing against grown men. So we wanted to start a competition just for juniors. So we started that and I was coaching uh, one of those. And the only reason I got away with that is the kids knew less than me. So I got away with coaching for a couple of years till the kids started to learn more than I did and I had to become the water boy. But, oh, no. <laughs> uh, this particular night, it was a cold winter's night in Melbourne, and it's never really cold in Melbourne. It's, you know, if it gets down to freezing, we think the world's come to an end. Right. And uh, this guy came across the car park, across the field, and I knew I should have known him. I knew his face, but I couldn't put a name. And I said, I'm sorry, mate, I, I don't know who you are, but I know I should know who you are. And he introduced himself as Darren Bennett, said he was going to America for a punting trial. He'd seen us practicing and would we mind uh, letting our long snapper snap to him so he could get used to that. And I said, yeah, sure, no problem. So we did that. Cut a long story short, the first snap he took in um, San Diego at his trial hit him in the face <gasps> because my snapper was so slow relative to a professional long snapper oh, no. um, that he simply didn't get his hands up fast enough. But he got used to that and went on and had, I think, a 13-year career with the Chargers and with the Vikings. So, yeah, it worked out pretty well for him. Sure and worked out well for me because it gave me an introduction into I was able to go to practice and see around the facilities and stuff like that because of Darren and got introduced to a whole lot of people because of him. And I'm grateful for that sure. assistance he gave me. But we were able to give him just a tiny little leg up before he went over for his trial. That's so cool. You knew him when. That's how we say it. Yeah, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. Now, perhaps yeah. I should have gone in order. We're never going to get through all this before we have to take a break. But you said your father was on the board of the Richmond Football Club for about 20 yeah. years. Now, it says an Australian rules football club. So what does that mean exactly? Okay. In Australia, we play five kinds of football. So it's why you can't use the word football to describe a game. Because in Sydney, it means rugby league. Mm -hmm. In a lot of parts of the country, it means rugby union. Rugby union is the more international kind of rugby. Rugby league is played in a very small, uh, it's played in France, in parts of England and in Australia and in the South Pacific. And it, But it, where it is played, it's incredibly popular. And then Australian rules football is what was originally called, you know, in, in, described to Americans as cross-country basketball. It's played on a huge field. There are no lines. You can go anywhere you like on the field at any time. Uh, apart from just at the start of each passage of play. So Aussie Rules is the largest sport uh, football code in Australia. Richmond was one of the original teams. My father was on the committee and then vice president for about 20 years, was a life member of the club. So I grew up in that environment of knowing intimately what was happening and yet I still, as soon as I got American football, I drifted away from Aussie Rules very quickly despite the fact that I had a fantastic in and we won the, what we call a premiership, the Super Bowl, if you like, five times when I was a young man. And yet, despite that, I still fell in love with American football. I just think it's the best game in the world. Oh, wow. wow. All right. So two things before we have to take a quick break. What's your favorite team or teams? In American football, at the professional level, it's still the Chargers. And if I believed in God, I'd say, would God have mercy on me for doing that? But, you know. And then Alabama in the college. Ah, okay. okay. So you follow college as well. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, if anything, I like the college more. Mm. Oh, really? Okay. Yeah. Cool. Now, here's the question, because full disclosure, Chuck botched this whole interview up. 
<laughs> I, talk about resetting the board Math to zero. Math is hard. Math is hard. <laughs> Dina, we should have called you. That's all I can say. And yeah. Bobby, bless his heart, he tried to help me the last time. I believe we had Michael Wind on the podcast. Yep. yep. And you know, the funny thing is, Grant, I even said to you, I go, it's a 16 hour difference, right? I remember Bobby telling me this and he said, it's not really as hard as you think, you know, la, la, la. Mm -hmm. Well, (laughs) it's hard. No. (laughs) And I even put on the form that we sent you. I put both times down, like Eastern time and your time, whatever. And it was wrong, but I didn't realize and you didn't pick up on it. So I'm sitting here like, anyway, I botched it. When do you watch football? There must be a delay of some sort, but I mean... Like it must be the next day in the middle of the morning, right? Yeah. We get Monday night football, for example, is in fact Tuesday morning football. Okay. That must be um, so cool though in some ways. Yeah. And it drives ESPN nuts because they have to put up the times. They run the same promotions that, that you'll see on ESPN in the States, but they have to put a little pull through on the bottom. The worst thing is early in the season when you guys are still on daylight saving and we're not yet on daylight saving. It's two hours worse than it is now. So college games very early in the season are 2 a.m. kickoffs here. And it does test a young man's enthusiasm for getting up. Absolutely. (laughs) Wow. So this year I switched my uh, pay TV subscription to an online thing that basically lets you watch whatever you want to watch when you want to watch it. Right. Um, Right. Okay. But the danger with that, of course, is your friends don't know you're doing that. So you get all these tweets and emails and comments and memes and you try desperately not to see them. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Because you don't want any spoilers. Right. Yeah. So I get up as early as my body lets me, basically. I mean, the one Uh, thing, at least with the football, at least it's on the weekend. And unless you're like us with weekend jobs, Mm. but still 2 a.m. See, I wouldn't even gone to bed yet, so it'd be okay. But (laughs) it'd be bad for me because then I would just want to stay up. Right. It's the same with Australians who follow the English soccer, for example, or European soccer more generally. The games for those mostly come on at about midnight to 1 a.m. Well, you can go out to a party and come home and, and sit down and watch a game. Yeah, mm-hmm. settle in, yeah. Um, and just stagger off to bed at four in the morning when it finishes. But going to bed for a few hours and then getting up is very, very difficult. But oh, I... you love it, you do it. Right. Yeah. Well, that was going to be my question. Is there a big following of American football over there? No, and, and Mr. Tony's right in the sense that it will never take over anywhere in the world, but where it does grab hold of people is it turns them into very passionate supporters. Like I've just come home from our local ground, our club's hosting an under 15s and under 19s and an open men's competition games today and opening our new club rooms and stand and bar and all of those things. Managed to convince the local government people to spend a couple of million dollars on new stadium for us. And everybody's wearing either Croydon Rangers, which is my club colours, or NFL colours. And so people spend a fair bit of money supporting it, but it's very much a minority sport. And here it's called gridiron to differentiate because you can't call it football. Sure, right. Because of the five codes. Right, yeah. But it's very much the the poor cousin of the five. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Now, it also says you got involved. Well, you said you were at 34. You made your debut playing. Yeah. Go into that real quick and then we'll take a break. Well, I'd played Aussie Rules till, and I can't deny this because it got in a business magazine. I did an interview for a business magazine. They said, why did you stop playing Aussie Rules? I forgot when you're talking with a reporter, you're always on the record. Mm. And I said, because I got too old, too slow and too fat. 
And guess what the heading to the interview was? Oh, no. <laughs> no. <laughs> too old, too slow, too fat. So I'd given that up and a friend said, why don't you come down and play American football? And I had no idea what I was doing. Absolutely none. <laughs> and I got down there and they stuck shoulder pads and a helmet on and away we went. And I just loved it. I yeah. just absolutely adored it. First time in my life being big, slow and fat was an advantage. Right. I, that's what I was yeah. actually kind of thinking in a way. But then you wrote here, you said you blew out your ankle. So you had to take up coaching yeah. and then. Yep. So I got my foot caught in the grass while a guy came screaming over the top of me. And I thought I'd broken my leg, to be honest. It was that painful. Oh, no. Uh, but, yeah, I tried twice to make comebacks, and it just it still occasionally gives out on me. And, yeah. Yeah, I, I'd have been probably better off if I had broken my leg. It would have fixed much quicker. Yeah. But I gave it away, and then I went through admin, and uh, without taking forever, I finished up helping to form Gridiron Australia. We'd never had a national body before. I was the first commissioner of Gridiron Australia, which is a glorious title even today. Sure. But it doesn't, doesn't mean anything, really. But, well, yeah, we don't have just, to tell the littles that. I mean, we just do <laughs> yeah. the commish. I got a wonderful photograph on my study wall that Darren Bennett arranged when I was at a, a Chargers match in San Diego. Of the San Diego Chargers welcome Gridiron Australia Commissioner Grant Garroway. Oh, wow. Up, cool. up, on the, up on the scoreboard. That's and, amazing. Yeah. If the Americans had only known what little authority in a very small competition I had. We don't have to tell them that. They don't need to (laughs) know that. And actually, can we like tease that a little bit? Because I'm going to get all into that, your trips to America, because there's been many. And uh, Mm -hmm. so you're going to stick around. I'm not even going to ask. Loyal listeners, don't go anywhere. This is great. We've got a lot more on this page to get to. We'll be right back with... Meet the Littles. A bird. A plane. No, the Loyal Littles Podcast. Now back to the show. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast. And we are so fortunate. Roxy's still, she's keeping it together. But we have Grant with us and so much more to get into. As I said, he didn't just fill out a form. He attached a word file or something. And it's this beautiful two-page document of all this stuff. So one thing we definitely wanted to get into here. You said you've made dozens of trips to the U.S. for work and football, though. And you're Mm. gradually crossing teams, venues off your bucket list. Now, the listeners Mm. know I do that with baseball. And I'm three shy of hitting all the parks. Mm. So where have you been? No, you already said San Diego because, as you said, they honored you at the Mm. stadium, which that must have been so cool. Yeah, I've traveled both on my own and with friends and with my son. My son and I went up to Denver, for example, to catch Peyton Manning. I think it was his second last game we saw up there. And that was just an impulse thing. We're, we're due to come home. We're in L.A. and we don't think much of distance. Australians are used to jumping all over the place, mm-hmm. big yeah. country. So we just jumped on a plane and went up and bought some tickets and saw the game. And so that was but the Super Bowl we, season, right? Uh, yes. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And we've been to most of the West Coast venues, fair number of college venues, a little bit on the East Coast. In the early days, my trips tended to be more, thought my work trips were to Chicago. I was working for Midas, the car repair franchise at the time. I was financial controller for them and they used to fly us over to tell them what we were doing with their money four times a year. Um, (laughs) Well, can we go into real quick? Because we didn't cover that, actually. It said on this form you studied accounting. Is that what you ended up doing? Yeah, I did for quite a while, probably 20 odd years. I was quite good at it. I just hated it increasingly. And I, at one stage, was so down on myself and what I was doing and I was staring at another 30-odd years of doing it 
I went along and saw a guy who I now do a little bit of work with who's an industrial psychologist, and he did a few tests and stuff. And as I jokingly refer to it, I lay on his couch for the day and <laughs> got psychoanalyzed or whatever he did to me. But he came back and said, well, if I was counseling you as a young man, I would say the only thing you couldn't do is accounting. He said, that's the last thing you should do. And at oh. that point, I'm financial controller of a reasonably large company. So I just decided to change and I switched over to running franchises and recruiting and training franchise owners. And I've been doing that largely in my own business ever since. Wow. And you're much happier, I hope? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, good. Not necessarily richer, but happier. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes the happiness is all you need. Right. Now, going back real quick. So what was your favorite venue, stadium? Or what was the best game you ever attended here in the States? That's a very, very good question. I hadn't thought about That's that. That's why they pay me the um, big bucks there. Yeah. Uh, I saw a USC-UCLA game at, at UCLA that was a brilliant day all around for a whole lot of reasons. We were right next to the student section, and the students were very raucous and very drunk and very entertaining. <laughs> and it was hot, and they increasingly took more and more off to try and stay cool. And it just generally, it was a very entertaining afternoon. And what about professional? I think I would have to say seeing Darren punt in San Diego. The first oh, sure. Time. Of course. Yeah, that was a dumb yeah, question. See, yeah. it actually turned into a dumb question because I should have realized that. I mean, here you yeah, got, well, you helped the kid get a start and you got, they yeah. got to see him play in the States. Yeah. In professional yeah. football. It's all right, Chuck. Yeah. Reset the board. Okay. All right, where do we want to go next? I don't even know, but we have to get to some fun, dumb questions too. I mean, I would like to bring up a few things to people's attention. So now you've been married for how long? Mm -hmm. uh, last last January time you checked, the, no. <laughs> last January the twenty seventh was the uh, sorry, December the twenty seventh was our fiftieth anniversary right. of knowing each other. Okay. Wow. And um, and we got married about I think it was just almost exactly three years after we met. So. Wow. We've been married 47 years. Wow. Congratulations. Congratulations. That's Any amazing. advice? Because <laughs> um, yeah, I know we're recording, I couldn't possibly say just don't get married in the first place. Oh, <laughs> that's, that's, that's That's a very great. Chuck response. I, <laughs> and but, you can know that my wife doesn't listen to the podcast. Or I wouldn't yep. dare have said that. Yep. But no, seriously, you, if it's the right person, you know, and work at it. That's yep. all you can do. Yeah. yeah. No, that's, that's it's fair. Like, like anything else in life. If you want a nice lawn, you've got to go out and weed it and water it and fertilize it. Think of me you as your work nice at lawn. <laughs> <laughs> that is a great analogy. I love that. Exactly. It's just a matter of anything in life you want, you've got to work at exactly. it. If you don't work at it, it'll fall apart. So now you've been to the States. quite. A, how many times have you been over here, would you say? Do you uh, know? 20. Probably. 20? Okay. Yeah. So did you ever happen to make it to a Summer of Littles or a Jingle Fest or anything no. like that? Chatter? Nothing? Something I didn't put in the note. Almost exactly four years ago today, it started. I had a series of very major health crises, any, any one of which could have killed me. Oh, my gosh. Um, oh, my gosh. That was sort of four years ago. And it took me about a year to feel maybe I could travel. And I started to right. plan. I thought, okay, I'll go in another 12 months. Because half the fun of travel is the planning. Mm -hmm. Right. Um, and if you're going for football, you've got to wait till the fixtures come out so that you can look at what games can you get to efficiently and so on. And then a little thing called COVID came along. Yeah, right. Say, yeah, yep. yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because too bad. My, my immune system is pretty low. Right. Right. I needed to be careful. So even though, for example, in, at the moment, we have very few restrictions in Melbourne, 
I still wear my mask everywhere. Mm-hmm. I haven't been to the movies for two years. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Haven't been to a live sporting event in a big stadium. Like today I went down to our local ground, but it's largely open air right. with a few hundred people. So right. it's, a, yeah. it's safe. But to go along, say, to the biggest ground in Melbourne, it's called the Melbourne Cricket Ground, which is largely used for football these days, but it's never been renamed. And it holds 100,000 people. Wow. Like I wouldn't go there in a fit at the moment. It's just too big a risk. Yeah, yeah. right, right. But one thing I would like to mention here is though, you because you wrote it down. So I don't know, just the whole connective tissue. And that's why we are doing this podcast and why we created this podcast. You wrote, I've made good online friendships with several of the littles, including Mike Dean, KJ, Ed Butt, and others. The willingness to engage with some old dude from the other side of the world is heartening. And I mean, that's just, we love that. Yeah. The littles are amazing. They are so welcoming and they want to pull you in and take you under their wings and tell you it's going to be all right. (laughs) Absolutely. I mean, you see things like, what Claire did for raising the money for the, the young man. Yeah. Yeah. Just a brilliant thing to do. Mm-hmm. And I fell in love with Mike from Burke. His snark is just oh, world yeah. class. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And that's why we reached out to him pretty quickly. Yeah. I was like, I need to hear this guy's voice, first of all. Yeah. There was a bunch. And we yeah. go all the way from there, all the way to like Josh Cromwell from Mosel, Mississippi, who you hear his name on the big show pretty much every other week, at least. Yep. And it, we got some really good feedback on that and some really good comments. And they're like, I finally get to put the voice with the name. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly why we're doing this. Yep. So Grant, we can't thank you enough for taking the time to introduce yourself. And now I'm sure a lot of these people that you've gotten friendships with. They're like, now I know the accent, you know, and all that stuff. We can't let you sneak out of here, though, without some fun, dumb questions. Is that okay? I will try. All right. Crunchy or smooth peanut butter? Very much crunchy. Ah. All right. What would you do if you were invisible for a day? That is an outstanding question, to which I don't have an automatically outstanding answer. (laughs) Um, It doesn't have to be outstanding. Well, I would think you would maybe like, I don't know, run out Lucy the football from a place kicker maybe or something like that. I don't know. (laughs) No, see, I'm an accountant by profession and crazy stuff is not really out. People who do accounting aren't really instinctively crazy, Mm. but... I think the interesting thing, I'd love to be in a NFL draft room on draft day. Oh, that's a good one. Just to sit in the corner and watch that process would be stunning, I think, for a fan. Especially if you could go back in time, which they're not connected, but that's our next question. If you could go back in time, what event would you want to go see? Would that be it? Like a famous college draft that I'm trying to think of one. I can't think of one off the top of my head where there were like two or three really good quarterbacks and they went in a certain order and things like that. You're wondering, the team that didn't pick the one, what what was going through their head? I think that would certainly be interesting, but I think the thing that I'd like, I've always had a feeling if you believe in reincarnation, Mm -hmm. and I I don't think I really do, but if I did, I think I was Henry VIII in a previous life. Oh, that's so interesting. Um, Okay. So if I could go back, I think, yeah, the world wasn't, Modern, but it wasn't archaic either. So it was an interesting time. I wouldn't mind going there. Okay. Cool. And I I think I'd make a good king. (laughs) (laughs) Absolutely. All right. What is the one food you could never bring yourself to eat? My wife cooks it regularly and I sort of force it down, but I hate broccoli. Broccoli. Okay. Oh, have you tried it with garlic? Roxy Uh, makes a good broccoli dish, I'll say. I would say that by definition, there is no such thing as a good broccoli dish. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> well, it's a lot of garlic. 
some salt and pepper well, and a lot of butter okay, and my, char. I'm sorry. And also charred yeah. blackened broccoli. It's so good. It's, I, I, I don't it. know. But growing up, my mom, to get us to eat it, she would dump a lot of cheese on it. Like that Velveeta mm. melted cheese. Yep. Yeah. That was my mom's version as well. Yeah. Okay. Uh, I just think there are less evil versions. <laughs> there are no good versions. Right. right. Gotcha. Right. Gotcha. So I have an interesting one because you played so much sports. Would you rather be the best player on a team that never wins or the worst player on a team that always wins? The second one. Uh, I want to be on a winning team. You want to be yeah. on a winning team okay. no matter what. Okay. If you could be an Olympic athlete, in what sport would you compete? I think the most exciting Olympic sport is the men's 100 meters. And, you know, like if you were measuring me on 100 meters, you could do it on a sundial. But <laughs> I think to be able to run 100 meters in sub 10 seconds. Yeah, yeah. That's just incredible. Because for me, I can't work out how anyone can do it. Right. It's physiologically just, I don't get it. It's yeah. Just, I'm awestruck by all of those. And the poor guy who runs last in the final is the eighth fastest man in the world. Right. <laughs> and he's come last. Yeah. Right. It's a good way Very to put strange. it. And since we're here, what about the Winter Olympics? Do you have a favorite? The luge and those sort of downhill type sliding events, if you like. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if you heard. I just found out this year that they're now doing a solo bobsled. That makes yeah. no sense to me, but... New to yeah. the Olympics. I mean, and, and Australia, we don't get it. I mean, <laughs> we don't really get snow. We hear Tony's weather forecast and you've got a you know, foot of snow in New York or 18 yeah. inches of snow somewhere else. We don't get that much snow in the whole winter on the top of the biggest mountain in the right. country. Yeah, we just don't get it. Yeah. And yeah. result is we'll take a passing interest in the Olympics as a country. Mm -hmm. It's only our really young athletes in the particularly the snowboarding type events. Right. Okay, well, one more question. So what's the worst thing you've done as a kid? I got arrested at 16 for buying alcohol when the legal age in Melbourne at the time was 18. I was on a motorbike with a friend of mine. Neither of us were wearing helmets, which were compulsory in Melbourne. Fortunately for me, I didn't know at the time the sergeant of police was a friend of my father's. Uh. <laughs> um, <laughs> nice. So he rang Dad. Dad said, lock him up for about 12 hours. <laughs> I'll come and get him. <laughs> After I cool down a little bit. Wow. And like today, you couldn't do that under the children protection stuff and everything. But yeah, we languished in the local police station cells for 12 hours. Right. And I lived to tell a story. It didn't do me any harm. Did you learn Scared your lesson? Yeah. <laughs> you must have been like freaking out. Yeah. I seriously lost it in those cells. That's for sure. Yeah. You can look back you can look on it now laugh and laugh. Now. Yeah, yeah. You can laugh now. I it guess was that's... not funny then, but yeah, it's funny right, now. Right. <laughs> Well, Grant, we can't thank you enough for coming on the Loyal Littles podcast and meeting the Littles. This has been fantastic. Is there anything we can plug for you? How can we get in touch with you? You're on Twitter, right? Correct. I'm on Twitter, just my name, Grant Garroy, G-A-R-R-A-W-A-Y. I'm on Facebook. And if you follow somebody like Ed Budd or uh, Mike from Burke, you'll see my stuff pop up, my responses to them. Mm -hmm. delighted to connect with anyone that has an interest in just seeing what the other side of the world might look like and react to. Excellent. And I think that's actually, I think Ed Butt steered us in your direction, mm. if I'm not mistaken. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I was going to ask who the guilty party was. <laughs> Uh-oh. I um, hope it's okay. I threw it under the bus. But... <laughs> now, my first guess would have been Ed. And 
Ed and I have had many discussions about Melbourne because he's been here and he loved the place. And if mm. he ever wants to come back, I'll make sure he sees the bits he missed. Well, I think Roxy wants to summer there now. Oh, I would love so to. So we could have a place down there for the summer and then come back up here for... Yeah, I would love yeah. that. Yeah. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If anyone is ever planning to visit Melbourne, our autumn and our spring are definitely the best times of the year to be here. Sure. Okay. If you're a tennis fan, you obviously you're going to come for the Australian Open. It is an ugly time of the year sometimes in Melbourne. It gets very hot and very humid. But spring and autumn here are just magic. Uh, Good to know. Information for life, as they say. That's it. All right, Grant. Well, thanks again. And as an homage to the big show, we'll get you out of here on this. Over or under? Over, definitely. Ah. Okay. Okay. Even on the other side of the world. Even on... (laughs) (laughs) Now, do you ever change it? Yes, routinely. Okay. Love it. So you totally Chuck Todd it. That's it. All right. Thanks, Grant. We really appreciate the time. Pleasure, guys. Thanks for your time. All right, all you loyal listeners. We'll be right back. Hey, this is Rup Sharma from Cincinnati, Ohio, and you're listening to the Loyal Littles Podcast on the WTFC Podcast Network. Welcome back to the Loyal Littles Podcast, and thank you, Grant, for coming on and meeting the Littles. Roxy, those great st- what a great Super Bowl guest. Oh, yeah. Someone from not here in our country, and then all those visits to these... To all the stadiums, yeah. and to the games, and just... Just a great time. All right, Roxy. Well, as we promised, we are jam-packed today. Oh, yeah. And Littles, we did try. We put out a search. I don't really know any Rams fans no and no one wrote in we asked people if you know any rams fans to come in because we we, you know we want to try to be partial here i think one of my uncles is rooting for the rams oh okay well i don't think he listens to the podcast i was gonna say well i I could have used that information before we started recording roxy (laughs) but we tried to do the next best thing yeah okay so i thought hmm i wonder how speaking of la i wonder how the detroit lions fans are feeling right now huh you know they had this great quarterback for like I don't know, nine, 10 years. They never make the playoffs. And now he leaves and he's in the freaking Super Bowl. So I thought, hmm, I wonder how that's sitting. I'm genuinely curious if they're rooting for him because that's their quarterback. Right. Or was their quarterback. Like a Tom Brady situation. Yeah, exactly. Like how New Mm -hmm. England last year, were they rooting for Brady? Were they rooting against him? And just anyway. So I don't know. I just thought we could get some information like that. So please welcome back to the podcast, Mr. Jeff Flowers. Hey, Jeff, how's it going? All right. Uh, yeah, everything's going good. I'm going good. All right. How are you guys doing? We're good. Yeah. And, uh, you know, we, we were just saying, we were thinking of who else could we get. And we were looking for representation for Los Angeles, to be honest, mm-hmm. because we couldn't find anyone. And so I thought, what's the next best thing? Why not find a Detroit Lions fan and see how they're yeah. taking all this? So what's your, what's your take <laughs> on your, your quarterback? <laughs> Well, my quarterback is unfortunately Jared Goff, but uh, our former quarterback is Matthew Stafford. And, uh, I, I, well, I'm not saying I hope he does the game. I hope the Bengals win. Maybe I'll put it down. Okay. All right. So he's not your quarterback anymore, very clearly. Oh, no, 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 no. Once you don other colors, you're no longer on my team. So. Gotcha, gotcha. Well, Jeff, if I may, I mean, permission to just read what you wrote to me earlier tonight. Okay. Because right. I just reached out to you and I was like, hey, how are you feeling about this? I said, are you rooting for Stratford? You know, because, you know, he left you guys and now he's down in L.A. And you were like, no, if your ex left you and they weren't the greatest girlfriend to you anyway, would you be happy they're marrying George Clooney? <laughs> 
That's uh, incredible. <laughs> and and then you you rightfully so went in and saying how much you're enjoying Joe Burrows this year. Yeah, no, I mean, and again, like I said in the text to you, he did the impossible. It made me like somebody or something from Ohio. <laughs> 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 So you're not a Skyline Chili fan either then, huh? Oh, oh my God, that stuff is horrible. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, it's good to know. I, can you give us the temperature of the town? Are most people feeling like that, you think? It's a real polarizing subject on Detroit radio. I can tell you that. Oh, I, I can only imagine. I really can't, especially yeah. like the year after. It's the same thing with the Patriots went through it. Yeah. Now, the difference is the Patriots had a good career with Tom Brady. Right. And he, he won, yeah, right. like, how many so championships? I think, I think there are many more people still rooting for him. Yeah. But also, obviously, the Patriots, you hope they win. But, yeah, so. And look, it wasn't necessarily the quarterback's fault, yeah. you know, in Detroit. You know, well, and but, see, and that, no, that was the thing about, as far as, we all know, the Lions are a horrific organization. I mean, literally, if you check their track record, they're probably the worst organization in professional sports history. Not even just football, professional sports. Mm-hmm. So that part you have to say, yeah, they have a long-established track record of failure. But he owns part of it, too. We had a couple of playoff runs where he didn't perform. And somehow none of that ever stuck to him. The whole narrative all you're hearing is, oh, he was rescued from Detroit. He was saved. And he's finally out of there. Look at what he's doing now, mm-hmm. blah, blah, blah. But he left to go to a super team. And now, granted, he did it. But none of the responsibility for what Detroit not getting it done seems to stick to him. And that's what frustrates a lot of Detroit. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, that's understandable. Totally understandable. Yeah. So while well, we got right. you on the phone. All right. So I, we we're granted we're assuming you're rooting for Cincinnati. Sure. Yep. All right. And so who do you got? Who do you think's going to win? Uh, that's how I'm like a horrible prognosticator. I, I never bet. I'm not a betting guy. I tried to go off fields. Somehow I got a feeling. I think Cincinnati's going to win. But the big thing is I, I like I feel it out like the first quarter. It's like a boxing match. Right. You know, you got to look at so you you just have to see how it is. You know, my gut feeling is I, I just feel Joe Burrow seems like he just has that hit factor. Yeah. And, you know, Matthew Stafford was the type of player. Everything's been handed to him. You know, he was the number one recruit. Yeah. It's come easy to him. You know, okay, ooh, he had to play in Detroit for a little bit. But he got paid more money than anybody else in NFL history. So it's not the worst thing for him. Right. But, you know, Joe Burrow had adversity when he went to Ohio State. Didn't really get a chance there. He went to LSU, didn't get off to the greatest start. Then he wins the championship. Yeah. So, you know, it just I, I just like his story better. You know, gotcha. as a team, you can root for the Bengals. They've been similarly diatrotting like the Lions, but we're more simpatico. They're the AFC Lions. You know, they're both big cats. Right. Uh, but, yeah, so it, it also just gives us hope that maybe that could be us one day. Yeah. yeah. Well, I don't believe I don't know. It sounds regardless you're taking the points. That's what it sounds like. <laughs> so you're taking the Bengals. <laughs> Because they're getting four points. Yeah. So if you think there's a chance they can win, you're going to take the Bengals because you get some points. So oh, right. that's great. Yeah, no. And I've seen this game before. I mean, really, the 49ers game, that was a typical Matt Stafford game. He played very good towards the fourth quarter. He, I mean, literally, when he threw, he threw the interception, the guy just dropped it. That was one of the yeah. worst drops that oh, ever yeah. saw. Yeah. And that right there was a typical Matt Stafford game. Any big game that we were trying to and you start getting your hopes up, thinking like, okay, we might actually do it. We might actually do it. And then, what are you doing? He throws a ball to somebody. It's a pick 60 other way. Yeah. Now all of a sudden we're losing. Or he fumbled. He tries to make a play. Gets set, a strip sack fumble. So I'm waiting to see it happen. I mean, he got bailed out two weeks ago or not. But I feel bad. I don't like rooting for bad things to happen to people. So I'm just going to say my professional 
fan observation is he just wilts under pressure. And, right. you know, this is the ultimate pressure situation. So Joe's the opposite. Yeah. I mean, he nine times he got pressure. put on his butt two weeks ago, and, and then he just gets up and let's go. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, again, living down here in Nashville, you know, I'm watching the game, and you just, you're seeing them, the Titans were pummeling them, but they never got the kill shot. You kept seeing them like that. I'm like, yeah. I don't know. If they don't put it away. I can see him. He's going to take control of the wind this thing. Yeah. Well, Jeff, pretty amazing. it's so good to hear your voice, I know, man. This is so fun. This has been great. We really yeah. appreciate the time and uh, hearing another opinion on the from the Detroit side. Cause yeah. I'm glad we thought of this. So. <laughs> okay. Well, no, I appreciate you guys having me on. Yeah, I've been listening to, again, sports radio in Detroit all week. And if they don't want him to win, just they want the story to be open. Because, like, you know, no, nobody remembers the number two. Burrow wins. That's the new narrative. Are the Bengals the new super team? Or is he the baby goat takes over for Tom Brady? Right. That's what everybody's hoping for. Instead, if Stafford wins, we got to do a whole offseason of, right. oh, Stafford won yeah. and this and that. And <laughs> see his wife writing blogs and podcasts <laughs> and just, um, yeah. Yeah, just for the collective sanity of millions of people in Detroit. We need the Bengals to win. So gotcha. I, I'm right there with, you know, I put off with. Tony Beeson and everybody else in Cincinnati. Hey, I'm rooting for you guys. So let's right. come on. Bring it. Awesome. Let's catch strong. Let's do it. All right. <laughs> so. All right, Jeff. Thanks so much. We really appreciate the time. Oh, no problem at all. appreciate you guys having me on. All right. Be good. We'll talk soon. All right. Thanks. All right, Roxy, once again, we tried Rams fans. If you're listening, I, I wish you would have reached out to us. We tried. Show uh, yourselves. Show yourselves. <laughs> and uh, but yeah, I mean, thank you, Jeff, for coming on. And it was just. That was an interesting perspective. Yeah, yeah. I really was. I, mm-hmm. I've been really interesting about that because I know the Patriots fans went through it with Brady, but yep. totally different. Yeah. I mean, you did all right in New England yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And then he went and won right. one somewhere else. Right. So, you know, Detroit, totally different, mm-hmm. you know. Anyway, Roxy, I wanted to uh, close out the show real quick. We heard from Oz, the great and flavorful. And he says, Chuck and Roxy, so I'm listening to my favorite podcast for Loyal Littles by Loyal Littles with Sean Flegel. And speaking of Ben's Super Bowls, I thought I hear, quote, more than Rogers. Did I detect shade? You do know who the opposing quarterback was that he beat, right? Okay, fair enough. And it's just one of those things where they put Rogers on this pedestal and they were talking about on the PTI show this last week where, you know, you've, if you've only won one in today's world, we judge success by championships. Right. And if you've only won one, as both Compared Tony and to Mike others, said, yeah, it's yeah. like, hey, that's not that great. But I mean, look, Rodgers is going to the Hall of Fame. No doubt. He's a great quarterback. We understand that. And I don't know if there was really shade. You know, I'd like to answer that. But uh, Roxy, <laughs> we're just out of time. So uh, Roxy, tell everyone how they can get in touch with us. You can email us at WTFCpodnet at gmail.com. We're also on Twitter at Loyal Littles Pod. We're also on Instagram at The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget about our Facebook page, The Loyal Littles Podcast. And don't forget to run over to Apple iTunes and give us a nice rate and review over there. We really appreciate it. And thank you once again, Grant Garraway, for coming on all the way from Down Under. Yeah. To meet the Littles. That was so much fun. And thank you, Shad in D.C., Michelle Pendleton, and Roop Sharma, another one, rooting for the Cincinnati Bengals, for doing our bumpers this episode. Roxy, 125. Wow. Can you believe it? Nope. We did it. (laughs) I mean, this has just been such a fun ride. We really appreciate all the support. Tell all your friends about the Loyal Littles podcast. And remember, if you're out shopping online tonight, to use the code. Enjoy the game, everyone. Bye. I think I'd make a good king.
What a day it'll be when I finally feel free from what others assume is what I wanna do. Your fears, my tears will all disappear. I can run away and stay far from your shadow, watching over me and my every move. Will I give up or can I live up to the power of you? Can I live up to the power of you? Yeah, I used to believe no one influenced me Looking back now it seems those were not my true dreams I walked down roads with eyes on the prize Was I heading for the sky? Oh, was your shadow watching over me and my every Will I give up or can I live up to the power of you? I'm pretty confident, but life can be intimidating. Will I give up or can I live up to the power of you? podcast is produced by the WTFC Podcast Network and edited by Louis B. Crocco. And the Loyal Littles podcast logo is designed and drawn by Eric Lonergan. Who day? Oh, yeah.